working with the Browns when Belichick arrived, and he hadn't met him before. He soon learned that not every idea Belichick had was one that he wanted to see in place the next day. He was a thinker who liked to deliberately weigh information, listen to a variety of opinions, and then make decisions. Those personality traits alone would ensure that his overhaul of the Browns' infrastructure was going to take time. It would also be an extended process, because the system he wanted was, in the words of Lombardi, the equivalent of a race car that could be modified and become adaptable to any course you asked it to run. There were also some generational dynamics that had to be taken into account with the restructuring. Belichick planned to rely on the smarts and experience of his veteran scouts, men who were evaluating players when he was still in junior high school but there was also the reality that even with the best intentions, scouts in their mid-fifties and early sixties weren't going to totally embrace a new way of doing business. That new way was fluid, and it might change two or three times in the next couple of years before Belichick and Lombardi were comfortable with it. Scouts such as Dom Anile, Ron Marciniak, and Ernie Plank knew that their way worked, so it wasn't realistic to ask them to buy into something that wasn't even finished. What Belichick needed was the wisdom of the scouts he had, as well as an influx of young, bright employees who would be raised in the Cleveland system. It was yet another idea he had when he took the job. He believed in developing scouts and coaches by hiring them for entry-level positions and then seeing if they could graduate from unofficial apprenticeships. The thought was that true football intellect and hunger could be displayed even while doing grunt work, and if the young employees were good at one thing, they could keep taking on responsibilities until they found their rightful place in the organization. After the three-win team Belichick inherited, won six games in 1991, the coach reached out to one of those gifted youth. Scott Pioli was a 27-year-old defensive line coach at Murray State, and Belichick offered him a $16,000-per-year job as a scouting assistant. The Cleveland job was a pay cut from Murray, where Pioli had once been so cash-strapped that he sold parts of his prized childhood baseball card collection so he could pay his less than $200 monthly rent. Pioli was a friend of a friend, and the report that Belichick got years earlier was that all the kid wanted was a career in football. He was an all-New England defensive tackle at Central Connecticut, and he looked the part. He stood six feet tall, and even at ease, he appeared to have just finished three sets of bench presses. Pioli thought he wanted to be a coach toward the end of his college playing days, and when he first met Belichick, he soaked up whatever he could from the brain of the Giants' defense. When he told Belichick he was commuting 120 miles each day from his hometown of Washingtonville, New York, to watch the Giants in training camp, Belichick told him he was welcome to sleep on the spare couch in the dorm room that Belichick shared with Giants assistant Al Groh. He had absolutely nothing to gain by that relationship or by that offer, Pioli says. He offered me something that was truly no strings attached. I couldn't do anything for him. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. The defensive coordinator of the Giants offered some kid from Central Connecticut a place to stay so he didn't have to travel as much and could watch multiple days of practice and film. That told me something about the guy. Five years after his first meeting with Belichick, Pioli now had a chance to work for him. He had the option of leaving Tiny Murray in western Kentucky for the NFL stage, and there was a proposal from the 49ers, too. 
It really didn't matter what was going on in San Francisco. He was already loyal to the head coach of the Browns, and he was going to work for him. He would fit right in with the culture that was developing in the organization with a hyper-focus on the job and no regard for the accumulation of hours spent working at it or thinking about it. While at Murray, Pioli had been so locked on and lost in his assignments that he was unaware of world events. Once, he had been on the road for three days recruiting, staying in cheap hotels and driving hundreds of miles in a car that had just a gravelly AM radio when someone finally told him what the rest of the country had been buzzing about. America was at war in the Persian Gulf. He had no idea. Initially, Pioli brought the same singular intensity to his new job, but as driven as Belichick was about football and reshaping the Browns, he sometimes pulled Pioli, who was single, aside and offered advice on how to approach having...